My name is Haley, and you're listening to the Beauty From Brokenness podcast. I'm a mom, wife, and blogger. In my life before kids, I was in event planning, dance coaching, small group leading, church going socialite who had it all together. But simultaneously, I was partying, people pleasing, past processing, sad and lonely on the inside. When I became a mom, being home alone with my thoughts, a baby and no schedule just about broke me. But God had other plans. And with his help, I began to take giant steps into becoming a new version of myself that was better than I ever could have imagined. In this podcast, you can expect to hear just about everything from faith to friendship to failure and what I've learned. The goal? To become better versions of ourselves today than we were yesterday. Thanks for tuning in to another Beauty from Brokenness podcast. Uh, my name is Haley Leverty, and I'm so glad to have you here with me. I always say this, but if I could reach across the table and grab your hand right now, I would just to thank you. I love sharing what is going on with um, my life and what God is teaching me. And I just feel like I always say it's too valuable for me to keep to myself. So let's go with this coffee time, girlfriend, or this drive time or whatever it is that you may find yourself doing right now. I actually recently celebrated my birthday with some friends, and I wanted to tell you a little story about that. So we rented a trolley, (laughs) and we rode it to a winery, and it was the greatest. I mean, some of us got our hair done. We got our makeup done. It was like the ultimate girls' night out. Um, And the sunsets behind these vineyards were gorgeous, like breathtakingly beautiful, and it was about as perfect as it could have been. The only strange thing about the evening was that I made a really odd request of everyone. So when they all got to my house, I said, thank you so much for coming. The way that you can celebrate me most is by not taking a single picture. (laughs) I might as well have had 12 heads when I told everyone this. They were like, huh? Okay, whatever. And we didn't capture any part of it. We didn't capture the beautifying. We didn't capture the hair or this beautiful insta-worthy trolley that pulled up outside my door. We didn't capture the ride or the winery, not the meal. We didn't capture the memories. I wanted one night to just live them. I wanted a night of what it used to be like before there were phones or filters or before hashtags took over our lives. And I just wanted the face-to-face talk with the people that mean the most to me, um, the people that are usually in the pictures kind of like back when we were capturing our memories before we were creating them is a good way to put it. And don't get me wrong. I love dressing up. I love high heels and taking a million photos. And when I was little, I, my favorite thing to do would be to lock myself up in my bedroom. No kidding. You guys, I would pick out a billion outfits. I would wear them. I would accessorize. I would set my little video camera up on my dresser and tape the whole thing, add music, edit this thing. And then I'm going way too into this now, but I would charge my relatives on the holidays to watch the video. I mean, it was a full out production and not much has changed. I'm telling you all this because I want you to know, like I am a girly girl, like I'm about as girly girl as the next one. So as I start to talk through some of these things, I just want you to keep that in mind. Um, I still love to plan and produce and perform and iPhones have made it over the top easy. So cool. I don't think that, um, pictures or getting glammed up or any of that is the problem. What I've been thinking about lately is that it's the internet that kind of rains on my parade because 
now there's this online stage to perform on. It's not just in my bedroom at my in my living room or with my friends anymore. It's this online stage where I don't know about you, but my constant drive for external validation is very real. And now with the internet, it can be totally met with numbers, like actual lists of my followers and how many likes I'm getting. And it tells me exactly how great the picture must have been or exactly how great the content of the caption must have been. And at least for an Enneagram three like me, that is so dangerous. I was talking about all this with a very successful photographer friend of mine the other day. Um, she and I have gone back and forth because there are so many positive aspects to social media. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you'd be a fool not to be on there. I always joke that Facebook has replaced the phone book. Um, but maybe I'll start with some of the market research I did. So when I first got into this beauty from brokenness thing, I decided that I really wanted to reach young women. Like I, in a way that's, I wish someone would have reached me at their age. So I did what I'm going to call market research. I started following all the people that they follow. Like there are these style bloggers out there that have, I mean, thousands or in some cases, hundreds of thousands of followers out there. And they're beautiful and they're, they're fun to watch. And they, they kind of just post their lives for the world to see. And, you know, at first I was looking at it, I'm like, gosh, their lives aren't really that much different than mine, other than the fact that they're capturing things that I think may be impossible, like their entire family of six smiling and matching and in the perfect outfits without stains or drool or whatever, come on. And they're baking in their kitchen in heels and capturing this beautiful food that comes out of their ovens and their pregnant bellies are glowing in these cute form-fitting outfits and their flowers in their kitchens are always fresh. <laughs> so, you know, at first it was easy for me to just laugh it off, but then I discovered this little thing called like to know it. Oh, okay, Instagram. So if I like what these girls are wearing and I happen to screenshot it, all I have to do now is open this little app on my phone and it'll tell me the exact list of what this girl's wearing from her lipstick down to her heels, where I can get it, how much it costs. Woo, doomsday for my credit card. <laughs> um, and little by little, I honestly got sucked in a little bit. Like Instagram sort of took over my life for a while. It affected what I put on in the morning. It affected how ready I got my boys, where we went for the day, what we were going to wear, what we were going to eat. I mean, you name it. My mind was always scanning whatever place we were, whatever scene we were for where I could take the cutest picture and what meal would look the coolest and what coffee and what colors. I mean, I totally got it. I understood the frenzy about social media and about Instagram and the seducing power of scrolling for ideas and then, you know, generating likes with my own ideas. It was fun. I can't deny that. And I had and still have a super supportive community of wonderful people online who brighten my day with their support. So back to my ministry. So for the longest time, I kind of prided myself on being different in that I wanted to compete with these beautiful accounts that this younger generation is following. So like I wanted to come up with the same level of cool, beautiful, maybe fashion-y, glamorous pictures that they were already following in an attempt to get their attention and then redirect it to whatever the truth of the caption was or whatever the truth of the blog post or the event I was doing was. And, you know, to, extent, to an extent, I still feel fine about it. But like I said, I was talking to my friend who's a photographer. I've been doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of reading. And one verse that is kind of just standing out to me is, I think, I think it's Romans 12, 2, is do not conform to the world. Or in another translation of the same verse, 
It says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit right in without thinking. Mm. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with getting glammed up and having fun. Like I said, I'm a girly girl. And also a good portion of my friends, my best friends, and even my sister are in the beauty industry. I've always worked in the beauty industry. I'm talking to you right now with extensions in my hair and a full face of makeup. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with the pictures. I just think that when it comes to my images for my ministry from here on out, I want to be mindful. And I kind of want to try and find some creative ways to think outside the box of what the world is labeling as beauty, you know? And like I said, I've always been in touch with the younger generation through church or youth groups or events or mentoring or dance coaching, whatever it is. Um, I've talked to a lot of middle schoolers and high schoolers in today's world right now. And you guys, the consensus across the board, across the board is anxiety. And you can't tell me there isn't a link between that and cell phone usage. I mean, it's probably the biggest thing that's changed. And I think it's because they, well, all of us are subconsciously comparing our lives to one another nonstop. So when I thought this through, as for what I would have benefited from hearing at that age, I just thought, you know, we say it's living our best lives. But really, we have to remember it's a highlight reel, right, of all the best trips and the best events and the best outfits and the best memories out of a 365-day year. Like, it's not representative of the whole person. And I think it's so easy for all of us, but especially young women, to see those lives and feel like they want to try to live up to them on an everyday basis. That's just not realistic. That's why I like to call it living our best lives. The lie is that everyone's life is perfect, and that couldn't be further from the truth. No one's posting their worst moments, and everyone has them. Everyone, even the most beautiful style blogger, has terrible days and moments of rage and complete and utter mistakes. They're just not the things that we post. Uh, so the other thing, you know, I have read and experienced truly for myself the truth that you know, if you want someone to follow you and like you and trust you, I mean, and listen to you, you have to share yourself with them. Like your face does need to be on your feed and your story to a degree does need to be on your feed. And I totally agree with that. That makes perfect sense to me. There's nothing better than a genuine post from someone's heart. So with that in mind, let's say we want to post a selfie or take a picture of our family or our friends or whatever the thing is. And for the record, I'm not having any pictureless birthday parties again anytime soon because, to be honest, it was awkward. Like, in this day and age, we capture the memories. It's just what we do, and it's fun. But if I am going to post, here's a question I've started to ask myself. So am I posting for the approval or the love from others because it's something I need today? And if so, why am I in need of that? As a recovering people pleaser, Instagram feels a little bit the same to me in that I can easily get sucked in and perform to please as many people as possible. And if I'm not careful, can lose complete sight of who I am or why I'm posting in the first place. And the next thing I ask myself, so if I do find that I'm posting for people's approval, how is my walk with God? Because what I've learned is if my relationship with him is solid, I don't need anyone's approval for anything. Only his. And if I'm looking for it on Instagram, mm, that is a red flag. I need 
some alone time with God. Something's gotten off track and I need to get back on track. And all that this requires, you guys, is just a quick little gut check right before I post. I just check my heart, see where I'm at. What are my intentions? Why am I doing this? Another cool question I've been asking myself is, am I spending more time scrolling and posting and thinking about those things than I am thinking about and talking to God? talking to him and reading his answers back to me in his word? I mean, sometimes, yeah, how dangerous. My sister's phone, I think everyone's phone does this, but she was just telling me the other day that her phone was um, tracking her screen time and she said she spent something like 10 hours on Instagram. She has a baby at home and she's a 23-year-old. So that's 10 hours. Imagine what our teenagers are logging in. You know, it's like if we spent even a fraction of that time, all of us, whatever your time online may be, whatever your guilty thing is, reading about the news or politics or Twitter or whatever it is, if we spent a portion of that time just talking about, reading about, singing to God, having conversations about God, our lives would be so different. I honestly believe with all my heart there would be more peace and less anxiety worldwide. I mean, there wouldn't be comparison or... We wouldn't be trying to find validation in the wrong place because we would have already filled ourselves with God. So then all those other things would just be bonuses, just fun little extras in our lives that already exist in him. So to sum all this up, I am not in any way saying that I think Instagram or any of that stuff is bad. And I'm not even saying it's bad to become a successful influencer with hundreds of thousands of followers. That's great. I'm just saying Why don't we check our hearts while we do it? And just like anything else that we might be filling our gaps with, just make sure that we're not finding our identity or our worth in those places online. So here are some of those questions and some more that I like to ask myself these days. Is social media a bonus? Like, is it a perk to my life or has it become my life? Am I finding validation or approval on social media or with likes? Like, am I depending on them for something, for some emotion or some need within me? Am I capturing actual moments or am I creating them for a post? Is Instagram taking up more mental space in my mind than God? Oh, such good questions to ask. It's just, it's always a good idea to think before we post or think before we scroll or just whatever we're committing so much of our time to should definitely have parameters. I was also thinking, you know, if Jesus walked the earth today, I wonder if he'd have an Instagram account, you know, and it would be one way to reach the whole world. So part of me thinks, gosh, I, I think he would. And I think his posts would say something like you're loved or you're forgiven Or maybe your life and everything in it, including the brokenness, especially the brokenness, always looks beautiful to me. Or maybe he'd post, call me. (laughs) Or talk to me about it first. Or sometimes I think he'd say, get off your phone and go outside. You know, quit the scroll, go outside and enjoy the sunshine. Our bodies literally respond to sunshine. Like we were made to be outside, not sitting on these little blue light things in our houses all the time. Um, 
I think he'd say, go love on someone in person instead of sliding into their DM. (laughs) He'd say, don't worry, ever. Be courageous. And lastly, you do you, but in me. Jesus loves you so much. He never wants you to compare your life to someone else's. He's given every single detail of your life to you, exactly how you are, exactly what your life entails, what you look like, who your friends are. Every part of it was intentional. And you're so beautiful to him. And your life is beautiful. Regardless of what the world is saying is beautiful. It's his definition that matters. And according to God, he doesn't care about what's on the outside. He only cares about what's in your heart. So just remember that as you scroll. I hope that you enjoyed this. And I have so much more to say about internet and social media and habits in future podcasts. So I hope that you'll check back in. But thank you again for listening and have a wonderful day. 